Geyser Radio with your family. My name is Ethan and today I'm chatting to Charlie Voigt. He's an LGBTQ plus artist who's releasing a track called Ecstasy. And um, how are you doing today, Charlie? I'm actually very good. How are you? I'm great. How have you been coping with uh, quarantine? Not well. Uh, I hate being alone and well, during the quarantine I'm, I'm all by myself. So just working on new music. <laughs> I was about to say, how are you keeping sane during this time? I'm working on new music, exercising, you know, doing the most mundane things, I suppose. Yeah, it's a super weird time right now. Like, but I guess being an artist, like, at least gives you some kind of an outlet for it. Yes, no, it definitely does give you an excuse to work because usually I find myself too busy to like sit down and write and yeah, it's like, all well, those things. Got nothing else to do, right? Yes. <laughs> Before we get into the new single, I want to talk a bit about your your process. So tell me a bit about how you kind of work on songs. Do you produce? Do you write? Like, just kind of break down the process by which you, like, craft your music. Okay, well, usually how it starts is um, I'll get, like, a little melody in my head, and then I'll sit and try and write that melody into some lyrics. Then I would go to the piano, and I would usually either do it by myself or sit with an arranger and try and figure out some chord progression or something. And then I'd head to the studio with all that and tell them what my idea is, what I want to do. And then I work with a producer, but I produce most of the track myself. And uh, for instance, on Ecstasy, I uh, retained about 90% of the copyright because I did about 90% of the work. So, yeah, I do most of it myself. Um, I usually just use a producer to you know, operate the computer and stuff like that because <laughs> I didn't know how to do the engineering side of music. That's awesome. So let's talk about Ecstasy. What's the song about? I wrote the song about two years ago in June 2018. I was living in the United States and I was, you know, very alone, struggled to make friends. And I was missing the nightlife scene in Cape Town so much because, you know, Cape Town's nightlife scene is crazy, especially the, the gay nightlife scene. It's about that, you know, it's about going out with my friends, having that pure love like ecstasy, you know. I love the, um, like the promo pic that you've been using for it, where it looks like you've got like a pill in your mouth. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, it's, it's quite edgy. Uh, I think it's kind of a cool, uh, I don't know. It, it, it obviously ties yeah, into I've the been, world. I've like been, I've been demonetized on several platforms because of nice. that, but that's Thank when you know you're winning. <laughs> yes. Speaking of demonetization, being a you know a gay artist, have you had like challenges with you know trying to express yourself the way you want to express yourself, and then platforms and you know people not quite being yes. on board? Yes, for sure. And surprisingly enough, you often get it not from where you'd think. I always thought when I was starting out that I would get the most backlash from the, you know, straight community or the traditionally um, heteronormative outlets. But actually, you'd find that the most resistance sometimes comes from within your own community. That's why I've had like the, you know, if I were to pitch my music to certain gay clubs they'd be like, no, don't even want to listen to it. But some straight clubs would be like, yeah, of course, it's great, you know, let us play it, which was a shock to me. And it just reaffirms that I think as a community, we need to be more inclusive of ourselves because we're always speaking about, you know, the rest of the world being inclusive of us, but yet amongst ourselves, there's so much infighting and jealousy and 
and intolerance. No, I, I completely agree. Like, I've heard a couple of people say that, like, the community is a bit of a myth. Like, it's a thing we say, the LGBTQ plus community. Mm. But does it actually exist? Like, a full-on community? No, there isn't that, like, unwavering support for one another. And it's a bit sad because that's the idea that we like to present to the rest of the world. And yeah, when it comes, yeah, and when it comes down to it, there's a lot of, you know, jealousy and, you know, I'm not going to give this person a shot because screw them, you know, whereas I feel personally that in the like straight community, I found more people that were accepting and here and there you find the odd homophobe, you know, who won't play your music because, because you are gay. But I found more of those intolerant people within the gay community itself, which is unfortunate. Yeah. I think there's this thing of like, just because people have something in common doesn't mean that they're going to support each other. Yeah. And that might actually be the, the, the reason why they don't support each other because they have something in common. It's weird. I think, you know, everyone who comes from you know, the LGBT background, you know, usually shares, shares a very similar um, struggle which is being accepted. And I think it's sometimes hard for us to see someone similar to us receiving so much acceptance, whereas a lot of us feel like, oh, well, you know, we didn't get it. Why should we give it to that person? Which is wrong. And I think it's something we all can work on. But I also have to say that some of my most diehard like supporters are from the LGBT community. So I don't want to take that away from, from anyone. It's just a weird ph phenomenon I noticed. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, I mean, obviously there's, there are people who support, like we're not saying there aren't, but it's just, it's not to the extent that you would hope there would be. Um, no, it, I, I didn't expect the like harshest crit critics to also come from the same community. And unfortunately there's also, you know, a lot of clicks and a lot of drama behind yes. the scenes between this Especially people don't speak Town. to that people. Oh my God, kids. <laughs> yeah. It's like, this pride doesn't speak to that pride and this organization doesn't speak to that one because this person did yes. that. Like it's, it's a nightmare to, to, to juggle. Sometimes. No, I'm, I'm so, it's actually so funny that you're saying it because right now I'm, I actually said to a friend the other day, I'm actually so grateful for lockdown because the like friend group click I'm in, they're tearing each other apart at the moment. So I'm so glad I don't have to see anyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's the perfect excuse to not deal with anybody right now. Yes. Yes, and I hate clicks. Oh my god, I hate it so much. I'm yeah. I'm always the person you trying to deny club. That's like, if you if you're a friendly, funny person, please come up to me, sit with me, talk to me, let's have a drink. You know. Yeah, yeah. But so many people there, you just say hello to them out of like friendliness, and they roll their eyes at you. And I'm like, oh my god, just get over yourself. Yeah, it's not that serious. <laughs> you're not dude. you're not Judy Garland. Like, calm yeah, down. come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so let, let's get back to music for a sec. Who are some of your favorite artists, especially some of the more current recent acts that you've been really enjoying lately? Lately? Um, well, the, the song that I've been vibing the most with lately would be Stupid Love by Lady Gaga. Of course. But I've been very into um, French pop, actually. Interesting. And, okay, so I've been very into this artist called Corinne. She is a French singer. I absolutely recommend her music to anyone. She has this 
like frizzy 80s like bleach blonde hairstyle she does this really cool 80s sound music you know very much what i aspire to sound like as well and i i came across her completely by accident so yeah i've been very into french french pop lately and then in terms of like artists that influence you specifically like okay so you say the french pop influences your sound obviously lady gaga influences your sound are there other artists and like you know, pieces of inspiration that you typically draw from when writing your own music? Yes. When it comes to, there's different aspects of different artists that I think they do well. I, I think very few artists have that, you know, well-rounded aspect to it. So if I were to look at someone like Lana Del Rey, I really mm. love how she how she writes and how cinematic her productions are. So if I always look for inspiration into how to be like clever with lyrics, I would look towards Lana Del Rey, you know, because she always has these little little messages that are wrapped up in these neat little bows hidden in plain sight that you just don't hear unless you sit down and listen. Other artists that I, you know, gravitate towards, Doja Cat has been a bit of an influence lately. She's so good. Yeah, so I've been I've been really vibing with what she's doing for a while now, actually. Yeah, she's blowing up, eh? Like she's really. Yeah. The last year has been like super good for her. Yeah, and I'm glad I also caught wind of her quite early on. Um, when she's I like actually noticed her when she just had like an EP out and a few singles, like relatively unknown in comparison to right now. So yeah, I'm quite like glad I found her. <laughs> awesome. And then if people want to listen to your music, uh, how do they do it? Well, my music is up on every major streaming platform, including YouTube. So Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, Deezer, All of them. anywhere. <laughs> anyway, yeah, even Google if you Char- just type just type my name into Google and you'll find it. <laughs> Char- yeah, just Google Charlie Void. You'll find everything you need. The new track is yes. called Ecstasy, guys. Stream it. Let's, uh, let's support our local LGBTQ plus artists. So, um, you know, being an artist in the public eye, especially in Cape Town with its gay scene, can have its challenges. And there's an article I came out recently calling you Cape Town's It Boy. Has that been weird for you? Um, When I saw it, I was a bit in disbelief. I looked at it and I was like, no. And then the article got published and, you know, a week or so went by and I went out clubbing. And I noticed how all of a sudden so many of these really hot guys would come up to me and try flirting with me, talking to me. And I didn't think it weird at first. You know, I thought it was strange, like, don't don't get me wrong. But I couldn't quite figure out what the reason was. And then the one guy was speaking to me, he was like, yeah, I saw your Cape Town's it boy, apparently. And then I started putting the pieces together and noticed how many people tried since then to, I don't know, just worm their way into my personal life or personal space. And it's really demotivating because, you know, I'm a very like social person. I love making new friends, but it's kind of disheartening when you think that somebody might be speaking to you for any other ulterior motive than just wanting to be your friend. It's tricky because being in the public eye, like you, like it's an unfortunate side effect of like you open yourself up to like people who don't really have the best intentions, who just want to yes. be next to you because you're the it boy, and now it's gonna make them seem cool and stuff. But like you're still a person, you know, like yeah, you have feelings. Yeah, that is also another thing. Speaking about being a person, you know, I work with many promotion companies as well, and 
it, after a while, you get so used to being referred to as the product. And then I'm yeah. like, oh, I'm a person, you know. Um, I've had people tell me to go to the gym a little bit more so we can improve the quality of the product. And I'm like, oh, oh my God, God I'm uh, a person. But yeah, and I think my music career also like completely killed my love life as well. Um, in the sense, uh, same thing, you know, people come up to me. Like this one guy came up to me. He was like, it was like, oh, can I take you out on a date and whatever? And I'm like, yeah, sure. You're cute. You seem funny. You seem nice. And he let it slip. He was like, you're so fucking famous. Um, and then I was like, oh, all right. Uh, gross. And I, I just, yeah, it was, it was actually kind of disgusting. I just, I just got up and said, I'm going to the bathroom. I'll see you in a bit. And I just never came back. Yeah. That, I think that's a good way of doing that. Like, I think it's one of those things that people don't really, understand before you know joining an industry like the music industry because it's like you become a musician because you love music not because ideally not because you want you know legions of guys on your back yeah that's the thing and it, it got it started getting to me in the sense of now when people come up to me i'm always like from the start like demotivated already i'm like is this going to be another one of those kinds of situations it makes you know, it it makes you wonder what it must be like for like the, you know, the uber elite Re- artists. Yes. Yeah. Like the Lady Gaga's and the, you know, I said, I said that to, to my, my best friend the other day, I was like, we were watching drag race and I was laying on my head on her lap. And I said, I'm not even remotely a sliver as famous as someone like Lady Gaga. How on earth do they make friends and, you know, have a love life? Cause I'm struggling to do it right now. And I'm just like, marginally famous in Cape Town. Like, I actually feel embarrassed to use the word famous because I feel like I'm not, you know. But then things like this happen. Yeah, it's like, I think it's why a lot of these really famous people just date other famous people. Because it's like, at least they'll understand. That's the conclusion I came to. And even now, it's like, if I make new friends, they usually are in the industry because for that very reason, because all at a similar like level in their career field, like one of my bestest friends, Sophia, who now went back to Germany to do the coronavirus. She was a stylist for like Cosmopolitan, for instance. And I never felt at any point in the relationship like I was being um, used for anything other than that she was a good person and she enjoyed my company and vice versa. Yeah. Um, so I, I agree with you. I do think that's what happens. And it, it happens so early on in your career because yeah. it's amazing how little clout or fame you need for people to want to use you for it. Yeah, clout chases, hey? Well, I guess that's the price of fame, unfortunately. Yeah, the, it's too late to turn back now. <laughs> it's too late to turn back now. And you really can't let it, like it's easier said than done, but you really shouldn't let it demotivate you. And especially with regards to making music. The worst thing that could happen is that you say, I don't want to make music anymore because of cloud chasers. That's like, then they win. Oh, no, I don't think I'd ever reach that point. I, yeah. I'd rather, like, like, I've told people, I have like four or five extremely close friends and I'm very satisfied with them. Yeah. That's so it's all you need. Really. Yeah. I, the cloud chasers can't go screw themselves. <laughs> they can at least go stream your music and give you money. I think that's the minimum that they can Yes. <laughs> That's at least what I try and get out of them. I'm like, cool, go listen to my music first, yeah, and then like, we can talk. Yeah, play it over and over again so I can at least get some Spotify money. Come on. <laughs> yes. Nice. Okay, so don't forget, guys, Ecstasy is out everywhere. Just Google Charlie Void. You'll find him. I Googled him. It's, every, like, it's the whole front page of Google if you 
Just Google Charlie Void. And yeah, stream ecstasy, buy it if you can. That would be really appreciated. Thank you, guys. Okay, so really with your family, my name is Ethan. I was chatting to Charlie Void.